Good evening, James. Good evening, Buck. It's time for another episode of the Mega Power Hour. What's going on, everybody? It's me, it's me, it's the J-A-T-double-D back again. As always, I'm here with my co-host. Superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. The legendary creaming. A.K.A. Jamie Jam Garvin. Uh, we're here again. Episode, I believe this is episode four. And uh, actually, seems like it seems like episode forty as many ads as much money as we've made so far. Yeah, the response has been insane from <laughs> from sponsors, from fans. It's been crazy. They want us to do Starcast. Yep. Actually, um, some I did want to talk about. So episode one, for some reason, just disappeared. So um, if you're looking for that, it's still up on YouTube. The video is on YouTube. But the audio for this, this is a new app we're using. But uh, I look into why it just disappeared. But someone tried to listen to it the other day, and the only thing it played was the ad. So I apologize <laughs> for that. If you want to go back and listen to episode one, just uh, go go to YouTube. Technical difficulties. And, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, the reception has been great. We appreciate everybody listening. I know last week's episode was big. Um, we did, it was pointed out to us that we missed, uh, Batista who you can consider a big movie star. Uh, Uh you know, he got the (laughs) guardian, he got the guardians of the galaxy role. Obviously he was in a bond movie. He's done a bunch of stone cold type movies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we we did we did not talk about him. Uh but I feel like you know that would have been a a, a next segment type after talking about Austin and Rock and stuff. I mean Batista's killing it. Uh I was after he came back as Blue Tista or Bootista and then got he, and then he quit wrestling cuz he's the maddest guy ever. Uh he totally redeemed himself in Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah, he is awesome in that movie. And it's also the last couple of days there's been talk about uh, him returning to wrestling, actually. And he, um, you know, it was rumored that he's going to fight Triple H and then Triple H got hurt at WrestleMania. Yeah. But um, also, I guess AEW is interested in him. So we'll, we'll see if he comes back. But yeah, he's been in a couple of good flicks, I guess. We're, we're sorry. I think the point we we're making was uh, the biggest star from the 80s, the biggest stars from the 90s, the biggest stars 2000s, and their transition into movies. But Yeah, sorry. I mean, we also didn't talk about – did we talk about Terry Funk being an over-the-top and <laughs> uh, Roadhouse? No. Uh, all right, yeah, so we forgot some people. It's okay. Yeah, we also didn't talk about Magic Schwartz. Good personal friend of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, he's always got a thou that says he can tear your arm off. Yeah, we got, uh, we got some wrestlers that we missed, so we do apologize for that. Um, yeah, so I just real quick before we get into news, there's a lot of news we got to talk about this week. But I went to the ROH show on Sunday night here in Miami. <clears throat> uh, I just want to talk about that real quick. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was really empty. I'd say maybe 200 people there. But, How big was the venue? It was uh, 
where where the University of Miami plays basketball. So okay. you know, it's like a a smaller basketball arena. Did you say it seats like five thousand or ten thousand or yeah, probably around five thousand. It's yeah, it's they had so much of it taped off it was hard to to really see the whole arena. I mean, yeah, a lot of it was taped off and a lot of the seats were empty. They moved a lot of guys that were in the like the the um, first section off the floor. They moved them down onto the floor because there was a bunch of empty floor seats. Yeah, that's cool. Sometimes floor is good. Sometimes floor is bad. It just depends on yeah. who you're standing in front of and behind. And yeah, whatever. it definitely depends where you are. But um, I, I was just interested in how empty it was because, you know, with like Cody and the Bucks and all those guys being gone, they're in a transition phase. I was surprised. The last show I went to down here was packed. So um, I think they're taking a hit for that right now. But I will say it was a really fun show with a lot of cool matches. And um, I'm excited – for Ring Potter moving forward with the roster people that they have picked up. Uh, my seat was in a good spot right to, you know, talk to a bunch of wrestlers and, um, you know, they they all know the podcast, obviously. Yeah, did you get to catch up with some people? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the guys, when their match was over, they would come just right over to me and, you know, thank just you asking you what you thought. Yeah, thank you for coming, if I had any notes. Yeah, that's good. Who were you able to help, or did you – I mean, what factions were you a part of? Well, um, I know that uh, Juice and the whole Lifeblood faction, they uh, they really, you know, wanted my opinion on their matches. I know Tracy Williams and Mark Haskins asked me, you know, how they, how they did, and I gave them some notes. Me and Juice did our – you know, we like to do that Bash Brothers thing. Yeah. Um, that's all on the – you can watch it on the – if you have a honor club, it's all on there live, but you'll see me. I look huge. I look bigger than most of the wrestlers actually, but yeah, really. I mean, you were, I mean, you basically had your own match. They showed you so much. Yeah. It showed you more than a lot of the matches. So it wasn't saying how much was, I was on there, but it's hard to be, to go to an event like that anymore, you know, being famous. Uh, it's just, it's, the camera's always going to be on you, you know? Yeah, there's so much attention. It's hard to go out anywhere, really, but especially a wrestling event. Everybody wants to talk to you. And, hey, yeah. can I come on the podcast? And I got, you know, we don't have time for you, but whatever. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. PCO is insane. 51 years old, and he did some of the craziest spots ever for a house show in Miami. It was, I don't know how that guy's alive. <laughs> so, one thing you can say about those guys, man, is that, whether there's 10 people or 10,000 people, like they're going to have a great mat. Like a guy like PCO, they're going to put it on the line. You know, it's just not just another match for guys like that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever gone to a ring of honor show and not really enjoyed uh, what they did. No one is phoning it in. No one is, you know, half, half assing it. Everyone is putting on a show. Like it's the biggest show of the year. And it, it was, it's a lot of fun, and it's a lot. It's really cool when you go to something like that, and you know they are busting their ass to entertain you. So, yeah, definitely. But yeah, so with that, um, I guess we should get into our news because we have a lot to uh, talk about this week. Really busy week in the world of wrestling. Huge week. Yeah, huge week. So let's get right into it. 
Okay, so real quick before we get into news and the busy week that happened in the world of wrestling, we did want to mention that this is actually the anniversary of the death of one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, one of the best wrestlers of all time, uh, Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. He died on February 10th, 2003, so it's been 16 years since he's passed on. Man, that seems like a long time. I don't know. I wish Mr. Perfect was still around. We saw him return at Royal Rumble 2002. Uh, yeah, he was amazing and gone way too soon. I think he was, let me see here, he's 44 when he died. Of course, his father was Larry the Axe Henning. His son is Joe Henning, who is Curtis Axel in WWE. He um, held the AWA Heavyweight Championship. Um, he was a two-time Intercontinental Champion with his Mr. Perfect run. He was a part of the New World Order. He was in the West West Texas Rednecks. He made the Rapid Crap video. Which was incredible. Yeah, he came back uh, in 2002 uh, for the Rumble. They rap. <laughs> <laughs> he had a short stunt in TNA right before he died. I mean, he was everywhere, did everything. Uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2007. What are your memories of Mr. Perfect? Um, every time I spit gum out, I hit it. Uh, every time I get a towel, I throw it behind my back. I mean, and catch it. Really, Mr. Perfect to me was like, his gimmick was amazing and he owned it. He could talk on the mic. He could mat wrestle. He also, I mean, there's you can find YouTube videos of him perfect plexing the giant in WCW. So, like, super strong individual. Like, the guy, I don't know. He's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He has five tools. You hear all the stories on the road. Everybody loved him. I mean, there's stories of him. People having it because back in the day, people had to hide under the ring. And you had to wait. Like, there was no, like, low, lower-level tunnel to get you there. So, like, if you had to come out from under the ring during a match, you would have to get get under the ring before the fans got in the venue and lay there. Getting a bag and leaving it under the ring uh, where you had to just smell his shit the time. Xbox first ever action figure. Uh, he was one, two, three kid. Uh, he passed out and Mr. Perfect shaved his eyebrows. So the picture of his action figure was eyebrow. He didn't have eyebrows, <laughs> which is hilarious, but uh, it just seems like everybody loved the guy. I wish he was still around because I think he was a lifer and, and would still be a part of the business. Yeah, I think he definitely would be teaching in some aspect because he was, he was so good at so many different things. But um, I didn't really know him in AWA, um, but when he was Mr. Perfect in WWF, it was amazing. Those, If you go back and watch those vignettes when he debuted as Mr. Perfect where he – you know, made every ball and pull or shot every basket, made it, or threw a touchdown to himself, which is one of the best videos ever. Yeah, he threw a – not only did he throw a touchdown to himself, he threw a Montana to Rice touchdown on Super Tech Mobile to himself. Yeah. He <laughs> threw it end zone to end zone. <laughs> that video is hilarious because he throws the ball as hard as he can and then stands there and stares at – I think it was James Lofton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just stares at him for like five seconds and then takes off running and catches the ball. It was those vignettes of him doing every athletic thing 
were just incredible. And they said he was really that good an athlete. I mean, obviously he's not catching a touchdown pass to himself, but he uh, he was great. The gum thing, I do that all the time to this day. Yep. And when people don't understand what I'm doing, I explain it's Mr. Perfect. And um, he was great. The West Texas Rednecks was hilarious. Yeah. Every, literally everything he did brought – it was just – it was bright. You know, everything about it was good, happy, fun, entertainment. He was he did what he was supposed to do. He entertained me and I he earned my respect, uh, as far as a wrestler goes. Yeah, he's one of my favorites to watch of all time for sure. And you know, gone way too soon. A son wrestles in WWE now and I think they're the only father son combo to win the Intercontinental title, which is cool. So Yeah, I think they are too. Uh and even like Larry came out because Larry passed away a while back. And, uh, you know, Larry was never the same after Kurt died as far as the wrestling world goes. And Joe will tell you that. But uh, I don't know, watching – I love Curtis Axel. I I wish he would have gotten a lot more of a push than he did because he's actually a really good wrestler and he's hilarious. And it, like, even reminds me, like – like his intuition in the ring and like his intelligence of the way he comes up with like the gimmick of being the longest Royal Rumble entrant of all time was incredible. Like I loved it. Yeah. That was one of the most hilarious. One of my favorite gimmicks recently for sure was when he got um, hit before he went to the rumble and he, and he just for months told everybody he's still in the rumble. Yeah. (laughs) That was awesome. Um, yeah, but Mr. Perfect, like you said, you can't find anyone who's going to say a bad thing about him, really. Everyone loved him. Classic for his ribs. The, the X-Pac rib is hilarious. Yeah. If, you can, if you can get online and find that picture of X-Pac's figure and look at his eyebrows, I mean. It is, it is hilarious. It's incredible. <laughs> so uh, rest in peace, Mr. Perfect. We miss you, man. Thanks for the memories. All right, so news we're going to start with on Thursday. All Elite Wrestling had their big uh, ticket announcement party in Las Vegas from the MGM Grand. Um, Of course, before the party even started, um, they released uh, a video announcing that they had signed Jimmy Havoc. Um, They announced on Twitter that they are partnering with uh, AAA Wrestling from Mexico. Um. So the the announcement party started with uh, Alex Marvez and Conrad Thompson. They introduced Excalibur, who I guess is going to be on the announce team, if you don't know who Excalibur is. He's one of the guys who started PWG. He's the main PWG announcer. Uh, he's really good. So that's exciting if he's going to be an announcer for him. Um, the rally started with Sonny Kiss. <clears throat> who I've never heard of. Uh, he's, yeah. he's a small-time wrestler, but um, they're they're real big on him. He had a huge response from the crowd, actually. Yeah, they popped off. I think everybody was just excited anyway, too. They were going to scream if if like Matt Cole came out there, they would have probably popped. Yeah, there was a ton of people there too, actually. But yeah, um, Cody came out next. Uh, talks about how this feels like a revolution. He talks about the AAA partnership and how big that's going to be. They showed a video, and then um, they brought out Sammy Guevara, who uh, is a AAA guy. I think he's a AAA junior champion, some kind of junior champion. But he um, he's been in PWG a lot. I think he's he did a little Impact for a while. 
Uh, yeah, he's been here or there. If you're if you know the indie scene, you've seen him before. He's you know a flip flop guy. Um, next was Hangman Page. Um, he talked about how cool everything was, and then uh, Pac showed up by satellite. They uh, basically uh, confirmed their match for Vegas. The Young Bucks came out next. They talked about growing up and how they can't believe they're here. Um, they talked about how, how important tag team wrestling is to them, and they want to tag team wrestling to be a main event type thing. And then they brought out um, the best friends, of course, Chucky, uh, Chucky T and Trent, and they were wearing their Scott Hall uh, <laughs> yeah. jacket outfit, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, they're best friends. They're they're good people. Uh, we know them pretty well. Yeah, we've hung out with them multiple times. They, yeah, uh, my girlfriend you... actually helped Trent uh, with his rehab shoulder. Uh, and that's, yeah, she did. And that's huge. I mean, because he, you know, with, he's getting to start this AEW off uh, healthy. Right. Um, so that's, uh, it's a big deal. Um, what do you, so just, the initial reaction of everyone and what's going on, like everybody there, how many people showed up? What do you think about the push behind this? Um, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty high steam, huh? Yeah. They have more buzz than anything I've ever seen before. Yeah. And obviously we weren't around when a company like WCWWF started, but they definitely have more steam than like when impact started, I feel like. And, um, they have more money, obviously. Their the reaction has been insane. The I tried to get on because uh, they announced the presale code. You could sign up for a presale code, and I immediately tried to get on, and the the website had crashed. I couldn't even get on there. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> by the time late Thursday night they looked, and they had almost uh, fifteen thousand requests for a presale code, which the the venue only was going to have fourteen thousand tickets, so. <laughs> Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, and re- real tickets go on sale on Thursday, I guess, or whatever's left. If there's even any, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if they sold out or not. I think they're very close to selling out if they didn't. But um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. The it's hard for me to because it's a startup company. You want to be realistic, but man. It, I just don't, there's so much, like everything is working for them so far. It's, it's been insane. Yep. Everything's working out and you kind of hope it's one of those, you know, at first we're like, yeah, it's going to take a couple years and a TV deal. And now it's moving so fast. You kind of want it to slow down almost, you know, like not get ahead of itself, but yeah. everything's working. I mean, everything's going just fine. Yeah. I think it's awesome so far. They, um, the before the Young Bucks could leave, the Lucha Bros, Pentagon and Phoenix came out, which you know everyone loves. They made yeah. that match for Vegas, which is going to be huge. Um, Brady Rhodes came out to talk about the women's division. She brought up a couple girls from Japan. Uh, I don't even know how to say this girl's name. Yuka Sakaze, Sakazaki. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And Aja Kong. Yuka Sakazuka. Yeah, something. Aja Kong, also from Jamie. Aja Kong looks a lot like Jamie. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, they brought out Kylie Ray, who uh, was trained by Booker T. 
Uh, some people know her from the indie scene. Um, she was cutting a promo, and this chick named Nyla Rose came out. Um, humongous girl. Um, <laughs> but uh, it looks like that's going to be a match for Vegas as well. I actually listened to Omega. He did an interview with Wrestling Observer after the rally, and he's kind of big on bringing these women from Japan in. I think he's yeah. he's had a big part in that. He scouts women. <laughs> he goes a goddamn train. But yeah, he's scouting these women, and uh, Nyla Rose was somebody he really liked. He watched her over there, and I guess they had a. He told the story. He they had some kind of pop show, like a like a reality show, with this group who's really popular over there, a pop group. Are you familiar with pop music, Jamie? Uh, nah, I don't, I don't do the, I don't know. Yeah. I don't do all that. You can't tell if it's a man or a woman singing or what, I don't know, but I can't do all that. Yeah. So this is a pop band and they were learning how to wrestle. And then at the end of it, they, um, wrestled the actual show in front of people. I think they sold out somewhere in Japan and, uh, Nyla Rose wrestled these girls who barely knew how to wrestle and, Kenny was just really impressed with how she handled it and how she did. He said it reminded uh, him of when he wrestled that little girl. And kind I of, was going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah kid, how much yeah, responsibility he had with someone who, who doesn't really know how to wrestle. And so um, he was just really impressed with her. So that's why he's bringing her over. I guess he's going to be an executive vice president as well. And um, he, you know, is going to be, signing t- looks like you know really scouting women talent especially from japan so well he's um, huge in the japan scene like anyway yeah. that guy loves japan no matter what i know he's signed with AEW, and it's it's a huge deal and we all expected that but there's no way he's not gonna still be a part of japan no so then uh excalibur brought out his good friends scu scu announced an after party which i'm sure me and jamie will be invited to uh, I did. I did get an invite to that for us for our right. podcast. Yeah, I figured. I had a missed call from Scorpio Sky actually. Yeah, probably what it was about. Um, but yeah, they're gonna have an SEU all night party after Vegas. Um, they actually brought out uh, Shima, who is a protege of the Ultimo Dragon. If you know anything about Dragon Gate wrestling over in Japan, you know he kind of started it, and uh, he's bit, he's huge over there. And he actually is a guy who um, are, is training these OWE guys. So he, he brought out a couple of them. And SCU challenged them to a match at, in Vegas. Uh, you know, it wasn't like a heated angle. It was just like, hey, we respect you guys. We want to work with you. And uh, that should be really interesting. I know that the T-Hawk guy a lot of people talk about. I don't know much about OWE. I don't, I don't either. But supposedly they're real, they do some really cool stuff. So, um, I mean, if they're they're jumping on the this train, then they're they're worth checking into. Yeah, I think they're on Twitch. Uh, that they have a I don't know if it's a weekly show, but they have a show on Twitch. If you know anything about Twitch, yeah, I get on that Twitch every now and then. Yeah, you watch some video games. Yeah, I watch them kids play the Nintendos. But um, yeah, so then it ended. Of course, Kenny Omega. You know, finally confirmed. Um, and uh, it was interesting when I listened to that Omega interview after the rally. 
he talked about how he, you know, he had a lot of talks with WWE. He had a lot of talks with New Japan, obviously, but, and WWE gave him a really good offer and Triple H was super nice to him. Um, he was really impressed with their offer, but I mean, he couldn't pass up the opportunity to work with his best friends and be part of something different. And, um, you know, just when you thought it was all over, Jericho's music hits, Jericho comes out, and him and uh, Kenny get into it. It looks like that match is official for Vegas as well. So that's yeah. your whole party. Jamie, your thoughts on everything? Um, I thought it was awesome. I'm pretty stoked about Kenny going. I mean, I know he gets – and I'm sure Triple H treats those guys really well. He knows how to – he knows how to be a businessman. And realistically, Kenny wanted to be with his friends. It makes sense now. He can always pull – what Kenny's, what, 35 probably? I think he's 35. Uh, so in five years down the road, once he helps build his promotion, he can finish his career off in WWE just like everyone else. The last couple of years, make some some good money and then retire, right? Like – I think that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think the door's as, definitely open, but this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It sure is. And and doing WWE is, well, no matter how much we bash it, it's it's way harder than uh, any of this other stuff doing television, and I'm sure that he'll, he'll, he'll get into that one day, but I'm not too worried. I'm excited about him and Jericho. The card's shaping up to be real nice. Um, we'll be, obviously... We got free tickets, so. Yeah, we were able to get tickets, obviously, and um, we're going to be in Vegas. I'm sure we'll be doing some live podcasts from out there. And Yeah. yeah. I, I think right now, I think right now we'll be at StarCast on uh, Friday day uh, and Saturday day. So. Yeah, so if you guys want to meet us or have us sign something. Um, but overall the way everyone's handling this and like how professional Cody and the Bucks and Brandy have been like everything. I couldn't be more stoked about this. Yeah. I think it's been awesome so far. I'm really excited for the show, the matches. Um, it looks like right now for right now, we have Kenny Omega versus Jericho too. We have uh, the young bucks versus the Lucha brothers. We probably have, well, SEU versus the OWE guys. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF versus Joey Janela, as long as Janela's knee is okay. Um, we have Hangman Page versus Pac, which is going to be awesome. Uh, Kylie Ray versus Nyla Rose, probably a couple other women's matches. And, um, I mean, who knows what else so far. So, Cody doesn't have a match yet. So, I mean, it, it's it's a super, it's a, an amazing card. I also listened to an interview with Tony Khan, and Tony Khan said – they basically have the whole event planned out, and it's going to be – I mean, he's been watching wrestling his whole life. He said he's – this might be the best wrestling show ever. So, I mean, obviously he's promoting his show, but um, – Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, it is. It's going to be really good. Excited to be there. Uh, got great seats. And um, excited to what else to come. So, I, I do have a question for you. Like, seeing, like – Obviously, the way that they're going about this, like AEW, they're not trying to put these other wrestling companies out of business. They're not like going around and buying up territories like Vince did uh, to where you come work for them or you don't. Uh, But with seeing like maybe you being maybe it was just a bad time with that Ring of Honor show or do you see fans like 
obviously we can afford to go wherever we want, but those people who would normally go to like one or two shows a year, do you see them saving up and only doing these big shows like double or nothing or all in or like what they're going to do in Jacksonville? Like, do you see that happening? And do you see the attendance dropping at some of these ring of honor shows and some of the indie shows? Well, I don't know how, so here's how I look at the ring of honor thing. I think there were people who went to these ring of honor shows just because they watched being the elite or just because they wanted to see Cody or the young bucks. And that's where the attendance drop is at. I think ring of honor is in a transition phase right now. They lost a bunch of talent and they just signed a bunch of new talent that may everyone not know yet. So they're just um, transitioning. So, it's uh I don't think they're gonna be affected by it. I think who's really gonna be affected by it is like people like PWG and smaller indie companies because there's not gonna be a lot of big free agents who can do these weekend shows. Yeah. Yeah, I see that too. And I mean it could be good for Ring of Honor having this transition too and getting a lot of younger guys, new guys and, and kind of freshen up their product. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean the the new signings that they have were the best part of the show that I went to. PCO, Bandito, uh, Rush, yeah. like all these new guys that they brought in were awesome. So uh, it's just going to take some time. They're in a transitional phase. The same thing happens with any company who loses a lot of guys at the same time. So, yep. Yeah, AEW is super excited. We'll see you guys in Vegas. Okay, so our next story also on Thursday WWE. Um, had their annual uh, financial report kind of conference call where they broke down their earnings and financial stuff of 2018 for the year. Um, They, some important numbers here, revenues were just over 903 million, which is up from 801 million. So they, the year before, so they earned an extra 102 million. Um, they had $99 million in net income, which is up $32 million from the year before. The network closed the year with 1.563 million subscribers, uh, which is only 35000 free. The rest are paid. They lost nearly 100,000 subscribers over the last quarter. And revenues were up $63 million, which is... Uh, up from twenty million the year before, so they uh, made a shit ton of money, basically. Yeah, they're making, they yeah, I mean they're making more money than they ever have right now. Their stock went up too, so yeah. And revenue increases were attributed to an increase in the TV rights fees, the the Fox deal, the new USA deal, and then also their deal with the Saudi Arabian government, which you know gave them a lot of money, and also the deal with Australia to do the stadium shows there, so. That's where most of the money came from. Yeah, it's insane how much these TV deals are going for now. I can't believe. Like it just, even just what Saudi Arabia is paying them just to come over there and do one big show. That was Saudi Arabia is giving a ton of money, and they, you know, have a ten-year deal with them, and you know they're going back. It's reported that they're going to be back in Saudi Arabia. I think in. Um, let me see here. I have it somewhere. Oh, in May. They're going to do a Saudi Arabia show in May. Yay. 
So, yeah, you know, the the big story from last year was how upset people were that they were going over there and they couldn't understand it. Well, this is this should help you understand why they're doing it. Yeah. Like they're making a shit ton of money off of it. And, they, you know, it's just business at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's business. And I think Saudi offered him $20 million, right? Uh, I want to say $40 million. Is it $40 million? Holy I, don't, I don't have the number in front of me. It was something insane. Yeah. Um, I will say also interesting here, though, is that their live event revenue was down by about $9 million. And um, they attendance was down by about 4,000 people on average. Viewership was uh, down. And they forecasted a billion dollars in revenue, despite all of that. So, <laughs> if you're if you're the kind of person like me who is you know kind of fed up with creative and what you see on TV from WWE, I wouldn't expect it to change anytime soon because they don't care if people come to the shows. They don't care if people watch. They're going to make a ton of money either way. Uh, <clears throat> and then. Yeah, they, and this is at least going to be until ratings drop to to a warning level where the, the you know the TV deal and the television companies are you know Fox is pissed at them or something like that. I don't really foresee them changing anytime soon. I mean, when your pockets are that heavy, I mean we both know what that's like. So yeah, I make a shit ton of money late. I'll say <clears throat> so. WWE has this Fox deal. I think they're going to put SmackDown on Fox on Friday nights. Um, Which is going to get zero ratings. Yeah, they have right now, SmackDown averages about 2.1 million people a a night, I think. Something like that. And that is the lowest they've ever had. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're averaging the lowest ratings of all time. They also average lower ratings than what Fox has on Friday night right now. What, what does Fox have on Friday night I right now? No idea. I don't even watch regular TV anymore. It was X Files when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's some kind of like half hour comedy blocks, but um, I do know that their ratings are higher than what SmackDown is getting ratings wise right now. So if let's say looking ahead in the future. They start on Fox. They're probably going to get a bump at first just because it's on Fox and, you know, they're going to load it up. Um, But if it drops back down and they're getting low ratings, I can see them, you know, well, we're going to put you on Fox Sports 1 or we're going to put you on one of our lesser channels. And then that happens. And then AEW gets a TV deal and they have as much hype as they do right now. And that's the time where they might reevaluate things. But man, even then with the kind of income they're bringing in from these deals, these business deals that they're making, it's hard for me to believe that they're going to change anything right now. Yeah. And then, I mean, they're still making money off their best product NXT. So those shows are selling out everywhere and they, they still make some money on that. Yeah. NXT is maybe the most popular brand right now i would say yeah i mean not counting AEW because they haven't done anything yet but um yeah nxt is super popular and i'm sure they're bringing in money but they you know they don't spend a lot of money either 
No, and they don't, especially on traveling and, and that stuff. Yeah, so, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, that, you know, we talk about it with our friends all the time, like, man, when is when is WWE going to get better? You know, this is terrible. I can't wait till it's like it used to be. I just, I've kind of given up on that notion. I just don't think it's realistic right now to, to think that WWE is going to be anything other than what it is right now. Yeah, and it just... As you would say, it is what it is. All right, so our next story from this week, um, Lucha Underground, which right now is has no plans for a new season, but they also haven't canceled, so they're kind of in a limbo right now. They don't know if they're coming back or not. They um, are being sued by a few wrestlers, but it's being led by um, Phantasma, a wrestler from Mexico he, on Lucha Underground. He goes by the name of King Corno or Sorno. I don't know. I don't watch it. Either way, uh, he filed a lawsuit against El Rey Network and Baba G Productions, which is a production company behind Lucha Underground. Yeah. Claiming that they have illegally restricted him and other wrestlers from engaging in their lawful profession. Also believed but not reported to be involved in these lawsuits are Joey Ryan and Eva Lees. Um, they, this is something that you know, has been talked about for a while, but basically a lot of these guys, when Lucha Underground started, they signed seven year deals and, or seven seasons, not even seven years. So they had, they had to start yeah. seasons before they could do anything else. So now a lot of them are trapped, including Pentagon <laughs> and Phoenix, who, even though they're allowed to work for someone like AEW, they can't sign with someone like. Yeah. So they, they just finished up their fourth season, right? Did you say that? Yeah. Yeah. So is it true? Like, how much money are they making on these deals? Like, I was reading that some people were making as low as just like $4,000 a season. Yeah. So some people are. It's hard to tell because obviously some guys are making more than others. But the problem, the main problem is, is they don't they like tape a season in what a couple weeks or whatever it is. And then they don't do anything else. No. So these guys can't work or can't do stuff for long periods of time where if they had a more deal where they could work all over, which a couple of them do, a couple of them are allowed to do different things, but obviously Pentagon and Phoenix, they work for impact and MLW and other places, but Yeah. Some of these guys are held in limbo, man. You look at a guy like Joey Ryan, he'd probably be signed with AEW. Um, Pentagon and Phoenix would have offers from everybody. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I was reading they would make a lot of those guys, you know, went from making 50K a year on the indie scene going to all these shows to, like, four grand a season, taping the season and then just sitting there waiting. And some of them are having to go back and, like, just get like day jobs and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And what's really crazy is back when this was starting up, the Young Bucks almost signed with Lucha Underground. And you look at what's happened over the last couple of years and how basically none of that would have happened because they wouldn't have been allowed to work all these shows. They wouldn't have signed with Ring of Honor and they wouldn't have been allowed to go to Japan as much as they do, I'm sure. And Yeah, they, they definitely they would have been trapped like a lot of these other guys are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not a good situation. Um, you know more about law than most. Um, <clears throat> where, where do you see this going? 
Um, I see Lucha. I, I see these people winning these lawsuits um, because of the right to work. There's got to be a right to work clause in there, and there's got to be uh, uh, like maybe even renting these guys out. They can make money on it, but they they can't just be sitting there making four grand on this contract. I mean, you get somebody like me who I, I just read over these contracts and find these loopholes. Um, I see Lucha getting hurt over this. Uh, and I see a lot of people shunning away that they don't want to sign with them. They don't want to, you know, nobody, you're not going to get in those waters, you know, you're going to test those waters out. Uh, and if these guys win these first couple lawsuits, then especially if a guy like Joey Ryan, if this suit's real and he, and he takes them down or wins his lawsuit, that's like, that's huge for everybody else. And, and we just might just see everybody bounce out of Lucha and just say, fuck it. No, I agree. Um, We'll have to see, but I, I think these guys are going to get out of their contracts, and I don't see a good future for Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground, I know a lot of people love it. It's something I never really got into, but um, yeah, I think they're just, they're probably done, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's, we're seeing the slow first part of their, their demise, I think. Okay, so real quick as we wrap up, um, I did want to talk about Becky Lynch for a minute. Becky Lynch is arguably the most popular wrestler in WWE right now. Uh, She's definitely the hottest thing on the market right now. Yeah. Um, People pop for her huge. And she's doing a lot of good things. She has been um, taking that off the house shows. Um, They claim that she is injured. They're running with this knee injury angle. And basically this is the first time in a long time, if ever, I remember where uh, someone who isn't actually hurt is being promoted as hurt to the point where she's advertised for house shows, but not there. Um, obviously, this is going to piss people off who want to go. If you have someone as popular as Becky Lynch and you bought a house show ticket a couple months ago to see her wherever, and she's not going to be there because of a fake injury, you're going to be pissed off i would assume <laughs> yeah it's it's a work but it's i mean they're actually trying to tell a story and sell an injury so that's good yeah i see that part of it but i mean i mean what about these people who uh, you know bought these house show tickets to see becky lynch i mean what all five thousand of them i really don't think they care as we talked about earlier that's just tough shit you know when you're making a billion dollars, you can do whatever you want. And, you know, jokes on them for buying house show ticket anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this: they they definitely don't. We, we talked about it earlier; they don't give a shit about the house shows. But no, I, I did want to say real quick. Um, listen, I have my own opinions about women wrestling. I think if you watch the Ring of Honor show, you can actually see me getting up during the women's match to leave, but. They are really, really good women wrestlers, and Becky Lynch is one of them. I think Becky Lynch is super talented. She's yeah, she's one of the best women wrestlers on the planet right yeah. now. And I'm uh, I'm really happy for her getting uh, you know that everyone loves her and she's so popular. When I watch her, all I see is a corny Stone Cold reboot. Yeah. And it's just not for me. But, you know, Daniel Bryan was the biggest thing on the planet, and that wasn't for me either. So, 
you know, I'm not going to connect with every big, big thing that they're pushing. Yeah, I know Daniel Bryan. He went to give us, give us a high five at Monday Night Raw one time, and we all knowed him. And he just kind of looked at us and smiled and walked away. Yeah, fuck Daniel Bryan. But yeah, Becky's super popular. I'm super happy for. Her. I'm just not into it. I just think she is basically doing everything Stone Cold did in the '90s, and she's worse at it. It's like. It's basically how they remake and reboot everything now, and it's way worse. So she's like the new Point Break movie. She's the new Point Break movie. She's the new every movie that they're making now. Yeah, she's the new Total Recall. Yeah, she's the new Genie and Aladdin. (laughs) God, that looks fucking terrible. Yeah, everything. (laughs) They can't make an original thought. But she, and this isn't an original thought. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin going against his boss. And a lot of what she does doesn't even make sense to me. Like, the the, the whole angle is that she won't go see a doctor. Like, why? I don't know. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Well, that was the whole angle. That was the whole first angle where the stunner came from, was the Stone Cold getting uh, suspended so he healed up or whatever. Yeah. And he got mad and was like, he can do it. And then he stunned Vince. And the rest is history. Yeah, so I guess I don't know if Mike Tyson's going to come and feud with Becky Lynch. I don't know where they're going with it, but yeah, I don't know either. Or if she's going to, I mean, maybe she fights DX. Uh, I don't know. I will say this though: not a fan of Becky Lynch what she's doing, but if you're going to do a women's main event to close WrestleMania, this is your chance to do. It. This is your one chance. This is the perfect time to do it. Yep, because nobody's more over than her. Nobody cares about the the championship anymore, the, the men's champ. Because who knows even what's going to happen on that? So yeah, so I mean, sorry for Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar, but this is the year to do Becky Lynch versus Rousey versus Charlotte, however they do it. But this is yeah, this is how this is the year to do it. One hundred percent. It's the year to do it, and then you have Becky tap Ronda out. And then Rhonda goes and does her family thing, and then Becky's about as over as she could possibly be. Yeah, it'll be huge, and people will leave WrestleMania happy for the first time in years. Yeah, and <laughs> this, is, as a matter of fact, it's kind of crazy that this is the first year in five years I'm not going to WrestleMania, and there's going to be a women's main event. So take that as you will. But <laughs> there you go. You got anything else? No. Nope. All right. All right, as always, we're going to close the show with our rapid fire, just real quick. Some storylines that we're just going to comment on real quick. Bob Stoops, the first XFL announcement, he is going to be the coach, general manager of the Dallas team. (laughs) Good old Bob Stoops. I wonder, I mean, do they even like him in Texas? I don't know, but I guess Oklahoma's close. That's the closest place to Oklahoma. I can't yeah. imagine what they're paying him to get him to come back and do this, but I'm just <laughs> insane. Yeah. Um, uh, can he even coach anymore? <laughs> I guess we're about to find out. Yeah. Um, I mean, whatever. That's fine. I mean, Steve Spurrier's coaching in that other league. Yeah. Yeah. That other league's hilarious, by the way. It is. Atlanta got murdered. Yeah. Um, okay. Heart Foundation, rumored to be the first entrance into the Hall of Fame this year, but. It's the original Hart Foundation of Nightheart, Bret Hart, and Jimmy Hart. Um, I, it's cool. There's just no way. 
honestly, the 97 Heart Foundation is the greatest heart foundation. That stable that year was amazing. Yeah, that's the big uh, that's the big story here. It's like it, obviously you want Nightheart in. He passed away this year. He was awesome. But yeah. this is like the weirdest combination of the Heart Foundation to put in. Like I don't think a lot of people even remember when Jamie Hart managed the Heart Foundation. Yeah. And I mean great tag team. Like the Heart Foundation is a Hall of Fame tag team for sure. But I mean they can't put Owen in because Martha the whole deal with so they can't induct that Heart Foundation without Owen. I just don't think it would be right. Yeah, it's really sad because that, if you're going to induct the Heart Foundation, that's the one to do it. And you get Pillman in, you get Bulldog in. You get Owen yeah. and Brett. The The crazy thing about this, though, that puts Brett in twice and Jimmy Hart in twice alongside Ric Flair, right? Yeah, which is crazy. And, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Hart is a multiple Hall of Famer, but. Yeah, that's I mean, another I thing. Like, why is Jimmy Hart a part of this? It doesn't make any sense to me. But it's because he was there. I don't. I yeah. I don't know. Um, he was there. He was Jimmy Hart. He was the mouth of the South. Uh, and he was great at managing them. And they were great. I mean, some of my favorite matches ever are at Hart Foundation versus Nasty Boys and yeah, Hart Foundation versus Demolition Two Out Three Falls at SummerSlam. Yeah, one of my favorite matches. They were awesome. And um, I loved him when I was a kid. Nightheart is hilarious. Um, you know, rest in peace, obviously. He was a great one. I know we both took that hard when he passed away. but Yeah, that was a tough day. And, um, you know, it's time for women to shine so they can have Natalia come out. And yeah, I'm sure it's for him. him. Yeah, and, you know, congratulations. Just kind of weird in my opinion. Anyways, moving on. Um, we all, we talked about the Rumble with Nia Jax coming out. We talked about. Um, intergender. Well, it was rumored this week that Dean Ambrose versus Nia Jax was going to be one of the matches at house shows coming up, and um, they even teased it on Raw, but also reported right after that, supposedly one of the big sponsors for WWE was very adamant that they don't want intergender wrestling, and they don't want men beating up women. So all of those matches and all those plans have been canceled. So as predicted, the whole Royal Rumble thing was for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you care? I don't care. I, I also don't care if they did intergender. Like, I, don't, I think it's stupid to complain about that, like men beating up women, whatever. Like, they're obviously not really beating them up. But I don't care to see Nia Jax versus Dean Ambrose. So... I thought for sure they were just going to make her squash him because he was leaving the company. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's what it was. That's what they wanted to do. But Which would be hilarious. Good riddance this whole angle, and uh, thank God they wasted half the rumble on that. Yeah. Good um, job, guys. Real quick to wrap up, Marty Squirrel will uh, get an NWA title shot against Nick Aldis at the Crockett Cup. Crockett Cup's going to be an amazing show. Um. If you're not familiar with the Crockett Cup from the 80s, it was some of the best wrestling you've ever seen. It's a tag team tournament. They're bringing it back with teams from Ring of Honor, New Japan, CMLL, and NWA, of course. And um, the main event will be all this versus Squirrel. Yeah, that's going to be a good match. I mean, Squirrel, I think he has one of the best entrances in all of wrestling. Yeah, he's he's super over, and I noticed that from the Ring of Honor show. He was by far the most over guy there, and probably 60% of the people there were wearing a villain shirt in some yeah. way. So 
Yeah, he's been he's been over for a while now. Yeah, he's been way over, and he's another guy when his contract ends in April. I'm sure it'll be headed towards AEW. Yeah, but that's gonna be a fun show, the NWA Crockett Cup coming up. Um, and I just want to end with, uh, by the way, this is a spoiler, so if you don't want to hear New Japan results, turn <laughs> fast forward the podcast. But congratulations to Jay White, the 68th ever. IWGP heavyweight champion of the world. He defeated Tanahashi at the New Beginning show in Osaka. Did you get to watch that match? I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it was really good. Yeah, I haven't gotten to see it either. I heard it was really good. A lot of people are surprised that uh, they had Jay White. They put the title on Jay White. Yeah, I'm surprised to hear it, and um, I'm excited to watch the match. I, I, w- I thought his match at Wrestle Kingdom was really good. Um, I don't think he's super over with people yet, but he's obviously over with the people at New Japan. Yeah. And, um, you know, congrats to him. And he's kind of, I think he's going to take that Kenny Omega spot with Kenny Omega yeah. being full time over there. They, they have to find somebody to take that spot. And as we mentioned before, I mean, these guys plan out months and months in advance. So this has been an ongoing thing for them. Uh, and I, I think he can do well. I read a, an article, Tommy Dreamer was super stoked about it, but then he compared him to Al Snow before Al Snow was part of the new rockers. Uh, but I mean, Al Snow was a compliment. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Al Snow was a great wrestler. I was reading this article, just laughing. He was like, yeah, I'm super excited. Um, It's a crazy time. Like Jay White can take this title and run with it. I think he's going to do a great job. He reminds me a lot of Al Snow before he, Al Snow joined the new rockers. Uh, So I guess Leaf Cassidy is who he reminds him of. (laughs) That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's cool. I think he is can take Kenny's spot. Like, he, he's a great wrestler, so he has the charisma. Uh, we'll just see how he can hold the champion because that's a very professional thing uh, over there to do. Yeah, they take it very serious over there, and um, yeah, we'll see how where he goes with it. But I'm excited to see. That's our show, episode four. So much stuff going on in the world of wrestling right now. It's a very exciting time to be a fan. We want to thank you guys for joining us. Of course, Instagram, find us on Instagram, YouTube. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Jamie, update on the Facebook page. Uh, got a picture made. <laughs> Slow down. Well, yep. so there you go. Maybe one day we'll see a Facebook page. Um. Yeah, that's all I have. Jamie, you want to close? Oh, you know what? Actually, I did want to say um, we had uh, the ad. We had a sponsor read from Roadkill last week. It was well-received. What have you heard back from it? Have you heard from Roadkill? Uh, yeah, I talked to him. He was he was super happy to do this for us. Um, he was – the biggest thing for him is just kind of letting everybody know he's the best shape of his life. He's – He's kind of getting back into it. Um, he's been spending um, a lot less time up in up in the mountains, uh, cooking varmint stew and and all that, all the stuff that he does, uh, and a lot more time in the gym and in the in the ring. He's been hitting the ropes real hard. Uh, so we, he wants to come on and do an interview. Uh, it may be, I don't know. He was talking about maybe being at double or nothing. I don't know. if match wise or star cast i'm not real sure um but i think we'll probably hear from him pretty soon awesome well there you go that's our show remember instagram youtube 
Find us on Anchor.fm, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. And um, <laughs> give us a um, give us a. Well, like we said last week, we're gonna start doing reviews. So if there's anything you want to hear us review, movie or pay per view wise, let us know. We'll be very accommodating. I think we already have our first movie in mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give any thoughts, feedback. You know, we receive feedback very well, as evident from our Batista comments. And um, yeah, Jamie, yep. thoughts. Uh, I, everybody get ready. Um, I know we're, you know, twice as famous now, but, uh, you know, us being invited to Starcast and then, uh, getting ready for, you know, podcasting live from double or nothing. Uh, it's going to be huge. Uh, like us, share us, tell all your friends, keep us away from your wives, unless you want them to get pregnant. Just by listening to us. Yeah, someone just got pregnant when you said that. Damn. Well, I hope they don't come knocking on my door for money. But, yep, that's about it. <laughs> All right, brother. Yeah, so there it is. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.